ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds Podcast, live on tape from Comic-Con in San Diego. Hot shot first. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're going to think it's the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to just... Thanks for coming. Thanks, guys. Great show. Very, See you online. Very short bonus content tonight. <laughs> and we are pre-show. We've got our... Uh, uh, our uh, our buddy Rick Myers is running his 20th anniversary show tonight. 20 years. That 20 is, years. Yep, it's amazing. The Kung Fu Extravaganza. Now, what's the full title now, Rick? It, now, to this year, it's San Diego Kung Fu Extravaganza 20th anniversary celebration. All right. That's See? how it's listed in the program. Mm-hmm. It used to be called, there was Superhero was in there. Superhero, that's how I sold it originally. I didn't think right. they would just let me do straight Kung Fu. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then again, I found out that's what Kung Fu is. At this point, the best Kung Fu being done in the world in cinema is from Doctor Strange, Wonder Woman. Uh, what's the other one that's just like painfully wonderful Kung Fu? But basically Doctor Strange and Wonder Woman. Oh, uh, Force Awakens. Star, Star Wars Force Awakens, they all have quintessential elevated uh, kung fu in them at the end. The rest of it's a martial arts, but then suddenly they do kung fu. All and right. brilliantly, we'll talk about it. It's yeah. in the show, too. <laughs> so that's Rick Myers. We also have Neil T. Weekly here. Uh, hi, Heidi Ho. <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming up with a catchphrase? Is that Heidi Ho, folks. <laughs> He's speaking from over the picket fence yeah. in the uh, hotel room. Now, uh, so we're gonna, Neil's going to make that into a T-shirt, right? Neil T. Weekly, Heidi Ho. Oh, Heidi that'd Ho. be great. Yeah, hashtag Heidi Ho. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a bunch of those and have them sit in your garage after we sell five of them. We really should, because then that would match everything else we have in the garage. <laughs> 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 Spider-Man Homecoming, too. Yeah. <laughs> Kung Fu in it. There's Kung Fu in it. Yeah. And um, as you guys know, we lost last year's uh, San-, <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con episode, so we will be checking the mic inputs and the levels every four seconds. And Rick, and this is also, Rick is backing this up on his iPhone, so he's going to release this on his podcast feed. Yes, we'll, actionfilmautopsy.com. We'll be doing a, uh, a simulcast release. You, 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 want, you don't want me to record it, too, just in case? You, yeah, you never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah Heidi Ho, Neil, record it. And last year, no matter what we do this year, last year will always be better. The Lost episode will always <laughs> yeah, be the greatest no, one we've ever yes. done. There's no way to change that. So, you know, no. don't worry, people. I don't care anymore. I told everybody at lunch <laughs> the Ray Bradbury Pablo Picasso story. Mm-hmm. It's a great story. And that's what I feel like this is. Tell it. I'll tell, tell it. the story. So, Ray Bar- uh, Picasso was living in the south of France towards the end of his life. Uh, Pablo Picasso, of course, many of you know, obviously. Very famous uh, artist. artist, sculptor, painter. He was also a guy... Um, who at the end of his life would pay at the, they'd drop the check at a restaurant and he would just take a napkin and scribble some draw. actually scribbled on the check yeah he'd scribble on the check and say and draw something and say there I've paid there I've paid <laughs> <laughs> and who the fuck's gonna argue with Pablo Picasso no, but let's face it that, that actually was probably worth an awful lot a, a more lot. than food yes it was you can go all over France and find framed pictures of checks Signed by Picasso. That's the greatest yeah. thing. On the wall of the restaurant. So they. Isn't that the goal of every artist to be able to sign your check oh, with God. a piece of art? Secretly. Of the art? Oh, no, they just want to sign the check. They yeah. just want to be able to pay their bills. Take the word starving out of their starving mm-hmm. artist. I would love to just be able to do that. Just. Well, maybe that's why. You know, he... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right. Dark. Maid service is done. <laughs> Great <laughs> cleaning staff here at the hotel, yes. guys. Highly they recommended. Were, uh, Fantastic also, facility. They're awesome yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so here was the so in the south of France, um, Pablo Picasso was also known for as the check signer. As the check signer, but he would people would you know there would go oh you they'd see sketches of his um, sculptures and someone said like. Oh, so these like the rough drafts of your sculptures, and he goes, "I don't do rough drafts. Everything I do is a masterpiece." <laughs> so, this is, I'm giving you the backstory on the humility of Pablo Picasso. Right. <laughs> it's integral to the story. So Ray Bradbury. So this is in the seventies. Seventies. It's the it's the height of his uh, as an as a writer. And he was in the south of France, and he got word. He goes, I want to meet Pablo Picasso, and, like, can somebody make this happen? And then someone right. got a hold of him and said, Mr. Picasso wants to meet you. Go down to the beach. So he goes to the beach, and drawn in the sand is a drawing by Picasso. And Ray Bradbury goes, oh, my God. That's amazing. Can I take a photo of this? Picasso goes, no. This has to stay in your memory. This is only for you. Can I get my wife? Yes. So Ray Bradbury and his wife sat there, and he goes, when the tide comes and takes it away, it's gone. So that's what last year's <laughs> comedy film nerds yes. Comic-Con episode was. It was just for us. It was a Picasso sand drawing. It's a little and the ballsy digit- of us to compare ourselves to Picasso and uh, Is it? Henry, but I don't know. I don't think yeah. it's ballsy at all. I <laughs> yeah. think those guys are ballsy to not have podcasts. That's how we signed <laughs> the check today. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were live today. They, yes. We just wrote Han shot first, and they bowed, and they we didn't yeah. have to pay for our lunch. And I, I also I idolize Ray Bradbury. I was a great fan of his. We were in communication. I told the story when I worked on a magazine called Video Gaming Illustrated. I got to call him up and say, and this was back in what, 95, 85, something like that, when before computers had become pervasive. And I said, what do you say to people who are afraid of computers? He said, are they, ask them if they're afraid of pencils and libraries. <laughs> and so, he's, he's just an awesome guy, one of the great writers. Yeah. Of course, mo- many movies have been made of his uh, mm-hmm. books as well as he wrote the screenplay for John Huston's Moby Dick. Starring, yes, yes, he did. Uh, uh, not Bert That Lancaster. was one of the times I Greg saw, Peck. saw him speak. Brad yeah. Bradbury, it was a screening were, of Moby I thought you were going to say Albert Brooks for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. He would have enjoyed that too. He also, uh, Ray Bradbury was a long, a veteran attendee of the San Diego Comic Con. Really? And, yeah. Yes. And I would see him all the time here. Uh, and just just an awesome man, one of the great writers. If you haven't read his work, I can illustrate man. Martian uh, Chronicles. Martian Chronicles, Fahrenheit 451. Mm-hmm. Just an amazing Something fellow. Wicked This Way Comes. Right. Those are all good entry points. I forgot where Bradley. the comedy film nerds, I'm still, I'm still stuck in my action film mode. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they have some action in there. So well, so, let, let's uh, let's start talking about what we're going to see on the uh, 20th anniversary show, Rick. Now uh, we just met some of your friends from uh, Welgo USA. Welgo USA, and they have an amazing film lined up called a Triple Threat. Well, 20 years ago today, Sergeant Pepper oh, told the band to play. Um, Ty Sang started this uh, with me. Uh, Ty Sang Entertainment, who were the number one distributors of Asian action films in America at the time. Uh, 20 years ago, including the best of Jackie Chan, etc. And so over the years, when Tai Sang uh, is now out of business, uh, I, over the last couple of years, I've spent more and more time on the phone and on email with Wellgo USA, who were becoming the number one distributor of Asian action over the last years. I knew it would be a couple from Columbia, it would be a couple from whatever Miramax or the Warner, uh, the uh, 
the TWC, the Weinstein Company, but most of them were Welgo, to the point where this year, all of it's Welgo, except for the American stuff. This year, the plan is to have the, we're going to have the introduction. Welgo stepped up, where the introduction introduced the usual gang of idiots, you guys. Right. Uh, Eric Jacobus. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it was going to be Clayton Barber who was on the panel last year, uh, and he was the at that time best known as being the stunt coordinator for Creed, the Rocky movie. Well, this Ooh. year he's better known as the stunt coordinator for Black Panther, oh, the new sweet. Marvel movie, oh, which, which looks awesome. Which it does look yes, awesome, fantastic. but he can't make it because of that. Oh yeah. So Luc Lafontaine, oh. uh, who I definitely want Graham to meet because he's one of the great sword masters, screen sword masters of all. He's he's supping for him. And so I said, that's a pretty good panel. And I've had a that lot is. of good movies. I've got, I've got a, a, uh, an hour of Asian clips, a half hour of American clips, and I have a half hour of the, uh, the greatest hits from the Comic-Con. Since it's the 20th anniversary, we wanna, I want to show clips, the best hits from the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was awesome, but I'm going, oh, gosh, I don't know if that's enough. <laughs> Those are three yeah. standalone shows on yeah. their own, right? Yeah, right. yeah they really They're are. not, you know, but it's not special. It's what I would do anyway. So then Welgo <laughs> keeps calling me up because I was dealing with one person at Welgo and who, according to information, may have just thought of the Kung Fu extravaganza as just some other thing, not something special or unique. Then when she left the company, the whole team of marketing people uh, heard about it and they suddenly went wow this could be awesome because now they have all these amazing Asian movies that they just like back when I started my career there was uh, World Northall who was releasing Shaw Brothers movies on uh, syndicated television and Tai Sang who was trying to get into the video stores and they needed to educate the American people as to why they should care about these movies and we're back to that again uh, Welco has now got them all. They're putting them out theatrically. They're putting them out uh, oh, download. They're putting nice. them out on D- on Blu-ray and DVD. So suddenly they said, "Yeah, just like Jackie Chan and and other things, Rick could help us get to the audience who's waiting for us." Right. And and I went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be great." <laughs> I wish I wish you would think of me that way. Mm-hmm. And so twenty years later, suddenly these guys step up and start over the last two weeks. Going, well, how would you like this premiere? How would you like this preview of movies that are either haven't been in the theater yet, haven't been on DVD yet, and in one very special case, hasn't been finished yet? Wow. Hasn't, yeah, hasn't. That's triple threat, right? That's triple threat. Let's, let's is, talk about that. Is the poster over there? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Is our poster. Tony Jaa. Yeah, Tony Jaa, Aiko Uwes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Tony Jaa is the star of Ong Bak 1 through 3, or Thai Warrior 1 through 3. Uko is the star of Raid 1 and 2. And uh, who's the third on the on the list up there? They're the triple Tiger Chen. Tiger Chen, the star of Master of Tai Chi, who was going to be here tonight, but he can't make it, sadly. Now, that's just the triple threat, but there are people fighting him, played by Scott Adkins, who is was the fighting villain in Doctor Strange, had that amazing scene in the hospital in the uh, other world. Right, mm-hmm. right. He's also in some, The Expendables. His fight with uh, Jason uh, Statham in The Expendables 2 or 3, I can't remember, mm-hmm. was awesome. Scott, the same movie. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, that's <laughs> not, that's <laughs> true. Except one of them has Scott Atkins in it right. fighting Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. And Scott Atkins, Atkins is awesome, and he really should become 
the next big star if he's able to get the right script. But meanwhile, also in Triple Threat, Michael Jai White, uh, Black Dynamite himself, he is going awesome. to be returning to the uh, to the extravaganza because he's been on the panel a couple of times before. But here he's in, and we I know Triple Threat is a good movie because Michael wants to do his own movies. He's just the last couple of movies have been his movies, but he heard about this one and he said, "I cannot miss this. It's going to be. I want to be in this ensemble." Backing him up is Michael Bisping, who's also going to be here tonight, who's a UFC champion. Wow! And wow. and we we and also coming tonight is Selena Jade, who uh, we will who's like drowning in a sea of testosterone in this movie. <laughs> I'm going to say, how did you keep your head above water in this sea of testosterone? So, what's the basic plot line for the film? It's three bad guys versus four good people. Wow! So and the leads are the three bad guys. The, to my knowledge. Well, let me put it this way. To be honest, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I will find out with you tonight. Oh, because oh. we will be the first people outside of the, the studio and the crew who has seen anything from this movie. Like oh, I said, sweet. it's not finished yet. That's right. Cool. We have 45 minutes of finished footage. By the way, wow. it's a Jesse V. Johnson film. Jesse V. Johnson is one of the soon... He's basically Hall of Fame quality stunt coordinator and stuntman. He was the personal protege of Vic Armstrong, probably the most legendary stunt coordinator, stuntman in history. That's Vic Armstrong being dragged behind the truck in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Vic Armstrong, wow. you just look up Vic Armstrong, and the fact that Jesse, Jesse's an Englishman, and he's going to be here tonight. And what? I, yes, and I cannot wait. How are we going to fit all the people in the panel? We have got Woodstock on stage <laughs> yeah, tonight. We do. The, we really, we have 11 to 12 people on stage tonight. Nice. Yeah, so again, I'm just going to like... That's different than just having Graham Neal and myself on. That's right. It's <laughs> yes. a little different. And have the stack is, stack is too deep. And I know. On stage. These are all great people. I haven't met, uh, you know, I haven't met everybody yet, but of course I know Michael Jai White. I know mm. you guys. And it's like, everybody should just have a ball. This I'm sounds like a fantastic a ball, panel. It's going to be yeah. a great yeah. panel. We've always so, met cool people on these panels. This yeah, is right. pretty amazing. I may, you know, for the, the listeners of uh, the Action Film Autopsy, I may do a postscript going, I, I screwed the pooch. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, my God, my life and career is ruined. Um, but hopefully not. But the even more important in terms of the, the what we're doing here, recording podcasts, it's fascinating to see what's happening with action film. Uh, had you heard last year, uh, we would have we talked about our concerns for the future of right. legitimate action film because mm-hmm. yeah. it was all becoming very generic. And it was we've all- been concerned about that for a couple of years now. Yes. I mean, like you're, you're, I mean, a, multi, a couple of years ago, you talked about how the Chinese government is kind of clamped down on Hong Kong, and we, we you know, we were all we, that's been that's yeah. been a, around for a while. Yeah, Hong yeah. Kong is gone. It's all Chinese now. Right. You'll be seeing an hour of Chinese footage, and. Watching the filmmakers compensate, because all the filmmakers want freedom, even the mainland Chinese filmmakers who never lived in Hong Kong and never tasted total freedom, are still rebelling against being told at any given moment how they should make their films but, by people who don't know film. But aren't they still being told? They are, they but that's Kung Fu. That's their way they're finding around it. What, when you see the scenes tonight, you'll see the way they're doing it. Every single, I love the fact, it's exciting for me, that every fight scene you will see tonight is an act of defiance. Because 
the Chinese government, for the most part, seems to want wushu, which is martial arts, which is everybody doing the same thing at the same time, finding commandment. These movies are about people who, as Doctor Strange repeatedly says during the movie Doctor Strange, there's got to be a better way. Right. There's got to be another way, a smarter way, a more effective way, which is all about kung fu. So these scenes, which are which are choreographed by the um, the greatest in, in time who know that their time is numbered. Sammo Hung, every single fight scene he does could be his last, literally. So everyone he does, he directs it as if it is his last. Wow. There's some fight scenes you'll see tonight. And again, these are all Welco USA movies, so you will be able to get them oh. right now. Oh, cool. So... Look for God of War. On demand. On demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're downloadable. They're Blu-rays. Do your uh, friends have any uh, sample swag DVDs? <laughs> Let me put it this way. I have some samples. <laughs> but be that as it may, yeah, the um, God of War, go get that one. Uh, Call of Heroes, that's Sammo. Go get that one just for the fight scenes because it's an old-fashioned Hong Kong one. And we've got some stuff just for Graham. Specifically, Swordmaster. Uh, there's there's some enormously amazing gunfu stuff that we're showing that is comparison. There, now, what, what do you consider gunfu? Well, gunfu, of course, the greatest gunfu of all time was John Woo's of movies, uh, Bullet in the Head, uh, Better Tomorrow One and Two, Hard Boiled, and The Killer. And what's funny is that. When uh, no one has to reload and yeah. there's a million bullets going on. But also, <laughs> there, there's two American. There's two best hits this year that are both borrowed from. Oh, Baby Driver, which I'm not showing a scene from, this year has a fight scene borrowed from Bullet in the Head. Mm. The, the car jousting sequence is all from John Woo's Bullet in the Head. The, a wonderful fight scene. You should get the Blu-ray of Fate of the Furious because they have Jason Statham's two fight scenes yeah. uncut. They're not interrupted by by submarine nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Is it nonsense being chased yeah, by a submarine on a polar ice cap? I don't think so. That's it feels very awesome. valid. And they I also have so the uncut prison fight scene between Ooh. The Rock and and Jason Statham, which at when you see it uncut, it's an even better statement of what each of them represent in terms of action film. They're both representing a, a part of action film. The Rock is representing Peplum, which is the Hercules movies, all those Italian muscle man movies. There are some things he does in that sequence that are so beautifully satiric when he's picking up you know, his own bed that he ripped out of the wall that's made up. I remember you were talking about how ridiculous that was. And meanwhile, I'm talking, pointing to Graham. Um, but I absolutely adored it because it was self-consciously ridiculous. They, well, they knew exactly what they were well, doing. Well, those whole movies are self-conscious. That's yeah, why I ridiculous. love them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they were setting up the rock as the, of the son of Hercules. And they were setting up Statham as the kung fu master. And the fight he does on the plane with the child is right out of hard-boiled. Yeah, it's directly I remember that. out yeah. of hard-boiled. Mm-hmm. And the I, only difference is, uh, you know, Statham didn't get pissed on. Ah, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Statham, that's right. But, but still that magnificent scene. That well, translation, remember that? Oh, yes, of course. Piss pot after yeah, that's right. he, he ate the like, baby bees on him. And the pays on Chow Young Fat's yeah. character. <laughs> but in this one, they use shit. But it doesn't go on Jason. Because mm-hmm. um, the fight ends with Jason talking to the baby... Going, was that you? <laughs> what was that guy? This is the guy I was just pounding the head of onto the. Gu- oh, yeah, it's him. It's that guy. Uh, these are all. These are all inspirational. They're all homages to the great kung fu, not just martial arts, not just that empty movement, 
the girls fighting the same way as the other girl fighting the same way as the other guy that you might as well switch their heads for all the difference it's going to make in the fight you might as well switch you might as well take a character from another movie and put him into this movie for all the difference it's now, going to make in the our, fight now for our listeners <laughs> I think maybe a little explanation might be in order like when you say cinematic kung fu yeah. what do you refer to specifically like I said somebody at Disney knows kung fu there's no question in my mind at this point I mean, Kung Fu Panda 1 and 3 were the best statements of Kung Fu in an American film up until... And they were DreamWorks. Disney, yeah, up until... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Up until Disney started doing The Force Awakens, Doctor Strange, Moana, Spider-Man. That's, those are all Disney by way of right. their movies. The companies that they bought. Right. You, <laughs> you can, when a character is looking for a better way other than closing his fist and punching someone and hurting them and hurting himself... That's Kung Fu. Kung Fu means human achievement. The idea is it's a self-improvement system where the ability to defend yourself against others as well as yourself and stress and germs comes as a side effect of the self-improvement system that you're learning. It gives you true power and true love. Speaking of love, somebody knows Kung Fu at uh, Warner Brothers because the ending of Wonder Woman, which I wish I had tonight... Because the ending of Wonder Woman is spoiler one of, alert. Yeah, is one of, yeah. Here comes the spoiler alert. Matter of fact, since you know, I have a spoiler alert song on my podcast, <laughs> so I'll sing the little bit of the spoiler alert song. There'll be spoilers. There'll be spoilers. There'll be spoilers. 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 There'll be spoilers. Here we come. There'll be spoilers. <laughs> we want these movies to be better, so there will be spoilers. Okay, thank you. Now, at the end of Woman to Woman, uh, spoiler alert. The, she's having one of these. Another one of these ridiculous, empty movement, incredibly stupid fights between her and the god of war. They're punching each other. They're throwing each other around. It is an utter waste of time. It really is. It's a nonsense fight. They're gods. So at the end, something happens. Wonder Woman's a demigod. Yeah, okay. (laughs) They're they're more god than we are. (laughs) In any case... They're facing each other. She's up in the sky. The God of War is on the ground. The God of War chooses his position. I believe in war. And do you remember what Wonder Woman does? She declares, I believe in love. She crosses her arms. The energy comes out of her. And the God of War is stamped like a bug, if you'll recall. He's eradicated simply because she declared, I believe in love. All that energy came out of her. Now, being a Kung Fu student as well as a Kung Fu teacher, I can assure you that's true. If you use love and your inner energy, you will always be more powerful than muscles and anger. Always. I will never, I've never seen it fail. And I've done shit that Poe the Panda's done in Kung Fu Panda. I know this sounds ridiculous to use who, you know, in muscles I trust and in fists I trust, but I can assure you that I've experienced and I've seen it. I've not just heard about it, I've actually experienced it. And the fact that Wonder Woman does it in probably one of the best superhero movies right now, which is saved by her. The movie is not as great as it could have been, but she is so great mm-hmm. yeah. that mm-hmm. it just... Also, the, the bar movie. was so low for That's DC true. movies. Too. We were like, DC, yeah. Yeah. Just, just make something watchable for God's yeah. sake. So, uh, and they're we were, also we were eager to like it. I also adore when there is a really obvious but extremely effective visual um, technique or joke, which is on the battlefield in the World War One battlefield. She literally reveals herself. 
Yeah. Off comes the coat. Right. She reveals herself, and at that point, you know, you get chills watching it. Yeah. And and you're sitting, and you're on her. I'm on her side. I won't talk about you. I'm on her side at that point. That's all I want from a fight scene. I, uh, the fight scenes weren't perfect. Lord knows. They were the slow motion was used better than in many other movies. There are other things they could have done to amp up the involvement you had in the fight scene specifically, in terms of how you can build a fight scene and pay it off at the end. So you go yeah in the audience, but still it was enough. When she revealed herself and went across that battlefield, I'm doing it now. And at the end of the movie, when I choose love, it's like I threw my hands up and said, "We're in a new age." <laughs> They're making movies that pay off at the end. That don't just set up, they pay off. Now we have to do it in each individual fight scene. They're making yeah. some movies that do that. Yes, after, but at least they're making <laughs> yeah. But notice, what's the big hits? Those right. movies. Right. Yeah, which yeah. has been good. Yeah. Those movies. And I've seen it. What's the other one I saw recently where I was again, oh man, they're trying hard. Oh, gosh, another thing I'm showing tonight uh, uh, John Wick, Chapter 2. Oh, John yeah. Wick we're chapter two. Tra- uh, we're seeing the trailer. We're, no, clip? we're seeing a full ten minutes of that. Oh, nice. We're Sweet. seeing the Enter the Dragon sequence. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the movies cool. that Graham and I saw a trailer for, mm-hmm. and we wanted to get your opinion on, yeah. was there's a new Bruce Lee story. Oh, oh my god. god! It's so funny. I was going to ask that. Yeah. So, question. and we were talking Birth about the on the dragon. podcast. Yeah. Yes, we were like, we really need to get Rick's opinion. Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> Because yeah. we saw the trailer, and we were like, I don't you will know. not. You will not believe it. That movie. So is, tell us the story about it and yeah, what you think. Birth of the Dragon is infamous in the uh, in the Bruce Lee loving world. It's infamous. What you saw was one of the great one of the great cover ups. Remember who's who's producing the, who's distributing it in America? The WWE. WWE films. The wrestling people are distributing in America. That that trailer you saw is a masterpiece of deception. <laughs> I love the beat you took there. Yeah. <laughs> and that should be on the movie card. Yeah. It's yeah. a masterpiece. Dot, dot, dot. Of deception. That's great. <laughs> it, this movie was done without the permission or cooperation of the Bruce Lee estate. Oh. On the basis of that preview, it looks to be a movie about Bruce Lee, doesn't it? Sure. And it culminates, from the trailer, it looks like it culminates in a big fight scene between a teacher from uh, China. Sort of. And they call it Birth of the Dragon, of all things. Yeah. So you think. Now, I have but, to see it again because they may have edited it. They may have edited it to make it more Bruce. But in its original form, it's a movie about a white guy. Oh. It's a movie about a white student and his love affair with an Asian girl. Oh, where where Bruce is tangential. They cut all of that out of the preview. It's just wow. what you saw in that preview was every single scene that Bruce is in in the movie. Oh. And then so the movie's completely different. Completely different. It's about a white guy. Nice. It's about a white guy finding himself in San Francisco and becoming one of Bruce's students. Oh and also God. say that, that sounds awful. It's, it that is sounds like awful. the worst fucking I'm, movie ever. I'm already is. angry. Wow. Yeah, everybody, anyone who's seen that it. trailer editor deserves an award. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Masterpiece. Yes. Of deception. Um, yes. And even at the end, it's it, you know it's the student helping Bruce in his injuries, and the whole the story is supposedly true. And one of the great mysteries of of uh, the kung fu and martial art world about that fight. Right. Between a master who came there, who supposedly they were frowning on that Bruce was teaching Guaylo, uh, foreign devils, uh, yes. their secret kung fu and stuff, white people. Right. And the fight 
and nobody's nobody has a straight story of how the fight. Some people said it lasted a second. Some people said it lasted thirty minutes. Some some say that Bruce broke his back. Some say he defeated this master handily. On the basis of the preview, again they're playing fast and loose with um, with kung fu. It's just like Man of Tai Chi that uh, Tiger Chen was in. What I wanted to ask him if he he was hoping he'd be able to make it tonight but it looks like he won't be able to make it, and I wanted to ask him, so in Man of Tai Chi, why didn't you do Tai Chi? (laughs) (laughs) It's called Man of Tai Chi. And, well, you know, MMA is what the kids like. Um, And also I'm fascinated by uh, Michael Bisping, who is a UFC champion. I'm saying, how did you adjust to Scott Atkins and Michael Jai White? How did you adapt your natural inclination to punch them in the face (laughs) right away to beat them in some way? So it should that should be super fun, but yeah, Birth of the Dragon is just like oh, OMG! It's an OMG movie. Wow! But I do have to see it to see whether they cut it to make it a little more tolerable. But for the most part, it all built. I was so any I was going to say match the trailer at all, to right? See if they re-edited. But the whole point of the trailer, the trailer makes it look as if the movie is about that fight. Yes. And how that fight changed Bruce's. Uh, Ideas on how to teach kung fu, right? Because Bruce had actually very see what you just said sounds like an interesting movie. Yeah, yeah. Bruce, <laughs> had, Bruce had actually very limited knowledge of kung fu, but even so, his teaching is still absolutely correct. Which is, mm-hmm. you learn everything you can and make it per, make it your own. What everybody does now is we learn everything that you taught Bruce and we make it like you. But no, he said, learn everything you can. All the teachers, everything, make it your own. Make it your temperament, make it your size, make it your weight, your, make it your age, your attitude. Absolutely right. But that's not what he showed. When Bruce would use the nunchucks on screen, he did that purposely because he knew it was the worst weapon. It's not the best weapon. It's nonsense. But he figured if he did that, the idiots in the audience might hurt themselves more than they would hurt other people. <laughs> <laughs> if he showed an actual effective, uh, really super effect, there are some martial arts weapons or kung fu weapons that are... Oh my gosh, they're very powerful. You don't want a bunch of kids running around with nunchucks. That's what's so cool about this new um, uh, thing about ninja. The ninja continue to be this huge thing. But ninja in real life were kind of nonsense. They were no place on earth. They were they were pathetic. No place on earth and none in heaven. They were pathetic wretches who uh, had, a, had a terrible time in their lives. But making them into these superheroes is super cool because, like Taekwondo... The I'm, Turtles. Yeah, the Turtles, yeah. And also it's like Taekwondo. Taekwondo is one of the least effective mar- uh, martial art-like sports that you can use in a fight, but it's great for kids because they won't hurt themselves or other people with it. It's not designed to be really effective as a martial art. It's cool as a sport, and it's great as a discipline. So that's very smart of all these guys. And I think that's one of the reasons that we don't have more really effective fighting in movies. And that's why, still after a century, people are closing their fists and doing roundhouse punches. <laughs> I mean, even in the last James Bond movie, he's having the big fight with Jinx on the train. And he has, a, he has a, an ice pick. And he does overhand. He does an overhand downward <laughs> slice with the ice pick, which no spy would ever do, right. even as a joke. <laughs> But I think that's because they really don't want kids at home to, you know, grab the ice pick and come in under the rib. You know, that's, that's, that's probably not cool. Making our children far more. Yes. However, but you should teach that as a parent. Yes. For, all, for all the ice pick children out there, we don't want to get Come in under the rib. Yeah. Yeah. However, that's also kind of nonsense because if you look at television, what's the biggest stuff on television? Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. 
staggeringly violent. Yeah. And even tonight, we're told at the Comic Con we shouldn't be it shouldn't be R rated. It should be PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of blood tonight. I mean, there's gun foo stuff mm-hmm. going down here. <laughs> I mean, John Wick. John Wick yeah. Part Two, just in, but you don't yeah. kind of notice it because you see it on television all the time. Even last in front year, time. you did show a clip from Kung Fu Panda. Yes, oh my God, rough blood everywhere. Yeah, chi <laughs> just splashing everywhere on people. So we're but that's not what you look for. You don't look for the uh, the bloodiest clips. You look for the clips that show the best kung fu. Well, I look for the pe- the, the clips and the look- ones that we can make fun of the most. Exactly. Well, John, <laughs> the whole idea of the extravaganza make you laugh, make you gas, make you cheer. That's yes. the whole idea. And I amount in what's really funny is we uh, in the uh, the kung fu movies like I'm showing um, Cold War Two, awesome battle sequence in a in a tunnel with cars and guns. Choreographed by a guy named Chin Karlock, who was one of Jackie and Samo's students. So he's choreographing the guns and the cars. And it's really super cool. That's something the Chinese are doing really well now. They're doing basically glorified uh, movie versions of Hawaii Five O and Dragnet. Mm-hmm. I mean, super patriotic, right. yeah. super Chinese cops and spies. Like Operation Mekong, we're also showing tonight. Also awesomely done. Uh, Samo Hung was uh, involved in the choreography of that, but it's guns. It's guns and dogs and all sorts of things. Dog foo? Dog foo, baby. It's <laughs> yeah. all dog foo. Now, awesome. what's going on? Like, you mentioned Jackie Chan. He's yeah. still oh, 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 he's still oh, oh. very much involved in... I'm showing, in 11, I'm showing the climactic 11 minutes from one of his latest movies called Kung Fu Yoga. Do you <laughs> ever want to see Wait a minute, it? isn't that a remake? No, it's not. Was it, didn't you show us you a little sh- clip? Yes, there was Kung another movie that, had, it was, that was awesome. Uh, with the real kung fu uh, yogis from India. That was from the yeah. 70s. Yes. From last yeah. Year. yeah. That That's was... not this one. But it's the same t- title? It's uh, Yes, because it's a translation from the Chinese. Right. So it's not that's not its original title or whatever, but Kung Fu Yoga, you ever want to see Jackie in mom pants? <laughs> You're about to see Jackie in mom pants. <laughs> wow. It's, mom that's pants. A, I'm planning to end the Chinese the Well Go USA section with that. Again, it's not out on regular DVD. He's, he's still really active though. How many movies does he make a year? Uh, well, in the last year, uh, he made he made three in like three months. Oh my god! Uh, wow. The movie that's coming out next, The Foreigner, which yeah. was directed by Martin Campbell, who made arguably two of the best James Bond movies ever, yeah. um, it has was made years ago. Oh, really? Many, many years ago. Not many, many, but many years ago. Some years ago. And they're coming it out now. I think they did a re-edit job. Martin Campbell is an awesome director who was screwed they by... They did a Birth of the, Jer- the Dragon? They did a yeah, re-edit? It, I hope so. Yeah. Because Martin Campbell was blamed for Green Lantern, and he was not responsible for Green Lantern. He had something to do with it. Yeah, but no, uh, trust me. Warner <laughs> Brothers, isn't it interesting? Now that, he was. A, I think we can agree that he wasn't the right choice for the film. Either. No, I, I can't agree that. No. Okay. Here's the deal. Isn't it interesting <laughs> that directors who have made great films elsewhere go to work for Warner Brothers and make shit? And isn't it interesting that guys who make mediocre movies for Paramount and 20th Century Fox and Warner Brothers goes to Marvel, uh, Pixar, Disney, uh, Lucasfilm, and suddenly make really good movies? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. It's because a lot of hands and a lot of pies. We got direct information on the making of things like Man of Steel and BBS. Uh, the fact, and also look at what's happening with uh, Justice League. Who's directing it now? Yeah, I don't no, know. Not Zakoff. 
It's oh, Joss Whedon. Joss yeah. Whedon, Joss the, Whedon's who did the first the event, two for Avengers movies. Yeah, he's, he came in, but a lot of it, I don't know how much more reshoots he's going to be doing. He's, he's, doing, I can re, tell he's you. doing a re-edit. I can, no, he's doing a lot of reshoots. They opened the, they opened the vault and said go. And, and, and Wonder Woman's another good example, that they're saying, we're getting, we're getting Zack Snyder's fingers off of this. Because he's ruining it. Well, that yeah, is, it sure is. Uh, a I like long, high a, five on that. There you yeah. go. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a long time coming. Zack Snyder needs to be off the franchises for uh, for for good. For, yeah. The one thing everybody's ever said about Zack is that he doesn't know how or, to make or, a movie. No, he does actually. I've seen some of his movies that I like. Yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't appreciate, admire, or respect comic books or comic book readers. Well, that is completely true. Now, I will say so, this: I thought Three Hundred was really fun. Sure. Yes, like, exactly. I, I really Absolutely. enjoyed 300. The Alza was okay, and, too. And, you know, and, and I will say that, uh, <laughs> what was the other one? Um, Watchmen. It was yes. a faithful Watchmen, adaptation yeah. of the graphic on, novel, yeah. although it was too kind of slavish to the actual graphic However, novel. However, yeah. um, one of the great kung fu characters in movie history is his Rorschach. Rorschach, in the Watchmen movie, is excellent at kung fu. He only moves as much as he has to. He's but, really good at it. And then things took a downturn from there. Yep, because he was given too much power. They bought they bought his line of pattern, and they gave him too much power, and they let him go because he seemed so hip. And for too long, he seemed so cool. For yeah. too long, it's like okay, well, sucker much. Well, maybe that was just a blip. And then, well, remember and then, after what was it, Man of Steel? A Man of Steel. They yeah. were going to shit can his ass. Yeah, what it's happened? It's a famous. He walked in. I admire his balls. He's amazing. He's very smart in terms of marketing. The kind of thing that. Empty studio heads like. <laughs> he showed up at that meeting with the poster for Batman versus Superman. He walked in with it. It's legendary in the studio world that they were about to and that, take that, his head off. And that that's all it took to change their minds? That's all it took. Wow, what a shame. That was inspired, though. It was an <laughs> yeah, inspired right. idea, which he then ruined. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> But you know, even I saw when I first saw that poster, I went, oh, oh, "Oh, I was excited! I thought this was going to be great. How could it not be with that cast?" Here you go. Here's how. That's how. <laughs> so this is Zach. One of the question. first trailers, I was like, "Wait a minute! Yeah, maybe, maybe there's something this to is this." Yeah. Be. yeah, yeah. But then, and and now, the other thing What's for everything that's good, uh, just like Taiwan and China, every step forward they make, they China makes sure they make two steps back. So we have the wonderful in Disney I Trust. I want my T-shirts in Disney I Trust because the odds are if I'm going to see a Disney, Pixar, uh, Lucasfilm, Marvel movie, it's going to be good. Maybe not amazingly great, but for the most part, yeah, it winds yeah. up being amazingly well, great. I think yeah. you find, too, that the, uh, the producers have a lot more say in the directing of those films. They do, but when the director... Also, I've talked to people because of Baby Driver, who were, or, and I've listened to people who were involved in the original Ant-Man, uh, Edgar Wright's Ant-Man. And they sort of went, yeah, we completely understood what happened there. Uh, Edgar Wright and also Phil Lord and the guys who wanted to they do... Just, they got fired from Solo. On Solo. Yeah. It was very clear why. It wasn't one of those things where uh, it was an ego-based... They, they wanted had to make a, a different movie. They had a viewpoint. And, and when I heard the kind of movie they wanted to make, I said, that's awesome, but that's not the movie you should be making for this. Right. You should, you know, this is part of that, uh, but whatever. There's still going to be a good movie, because look who's taken over. Ron Howard. 
Mm, disagree. Oh no, I like I love Apollo thirteen. <laughs> not a, oh no. You didn't a, like Apollo thirteen? Not, no, not a fan of Ron Howard. Oh, this has no. been a ten year battle between yes. Chris and I. I always yes. like Ron Howard movies. He doesn't like them. <laughs> da Vinci Code. No, I so, like the Vinci Code. Inferno was something. Oh, Inferno was awful. Oh my god, he no. Did. I figured that movie out. I didn't ever read the book. I figured that well, movie out in the first 30 minutes. I read, well, that's the point. I mean, I read the book. He did a faithful adaptation of the book. So, but be that as it may. Well, yeah. But he's good case, at shooting cliff notes. The other, but let's get on to something I think we can agree with, which okay. is for every wonderful thing like in Disney I Trust, here comes the dark universe. Here comes the mummy. Here comes what's the, what's the other guys who are trying to do the uh, Doctor Jekyll? Well, he was in the mummy. oh no, the Godzilla, the Godzilla King Kong oh, world. Right, that's mm-hmm. yeah, the the monster verse. Sure, the created by legendary, created by studio executives who don't appreciate the genre or right. know its no. audience or like them. And they're they, just corporate guys going. We no. need a big franchise. Yeah, yeah. we need we yeah. need to do this because these guys will buy this because they don't understand that you have to make a good standalone movie first Bingo. before you can actually expand into a larger right. universe. Like, what if Iron Man, the first Iron Man, had shoehorned a hundred different things and characters? Yeah, of course, you wouldn't have bought it. I'm like, oh, what a mess! And, and what if Iron Man was something that barely people remembered from seventy years ago? Like if you do it well, it doesn't matter. But coming up with the logo first yeah. and the movies to fit right. it later, yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, and also yeah. deciding <laughs> oh, corporate pe- identity for people right. like people like dark things. Did you notice that the dark stuff is failing? And did you know? all along? Right. And I, I love too with uh, Universal's Dark Universe. Gee, I wonder if they're trying to shoehorn a dark universe in there. They've only shown me the logo a hundred times <laughs> before the movie even starts. And it's like they're holding it up. You can see the executive, like a used car salesman, holding up the dark logo, right. the dark universe logo, looking at it, going, "Huh? Yes, yeah, uh, we, uh, we, we got this from." Zach and they're not Snyder. even noticing that your face is twisting up into shock and dismay. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh-huh, yeah, look at that. You like this shit, don't well, that, you? That's, that's that Zack Snyder universe. story got around. I was like, look, yeah. all you got to do is show up with a logo, yeah. and then you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> then you can do it. But meanwhile, of course, I could see the meeting with, with and you know, let's get the biggest stars. Let's get the biggest stars. So it's kind of like, okay, here we go, Tom. Here you go. At the end of the movie, you turn into a god. Tom And Tom Cruise, colon, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> first thing yeah. it is, I ran out of the office and yeah. called Miscavige. Yeah, that's know, right. <laughs> and guess what? I get to be a god! <laughs> so we have, we have all worlds, but... I have been waiting. Not all, everything needs to be connected. I no, but if you connect it well, I love it. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I when it, but, when they recreated no. the cover and the content of Spider-Man Thirty Two, one of the most famous issues in Spider-Man history, in Spider-Man Homecoming, been waiting all my life to see that. I mean, and the fact that they did it. Now, what was that image? The image is he's buried under. The machinery with water dripping on him. Yes. He's on the cover like that, That's and there's right. a sequence in the comic where, yeah. over a series of panels, uh, really probably one of the great masterpieces of Steve Ditko's art, he lifts it off of it, right. which he does Sheer in the movie. That is an integral moment in the history of Spider-Man the comic and Spider-Man the character, mm-hmm. and their understanding of that character and the way to do all of it from his personality, the, the way they nailed that sequence when he's running around this city making mistakes <laughs> falling on his face making comments constantly being a it's just they really they that's an example of people who understand the audience appreciate it respect it admire it what's well, by marvel studios you yeah. know you know who loved that movie the most uh sony 
Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they should sell everything back to them. Yeah. They uh, want to oh, make... they're not going to let it go now. Yeah. Basically, Marvel is making those Spider-Man movies for Sony. They're not going to let the rights completely go. Well, that's fine. It's long... mean... But now that, that Sony should sell the rest of their Marvel characters to let Marvel make them money. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And you really think there's like, I wonder how long it took for those lawyers to just be stuck in a room with the door locked. Yeah. Like, all right, figure this out. Hey, what else does Sony own, though? They own the an- ancillary well, Spider-Man characters like Venom, uh, uh, Black Cat. Uh, Don't they have X-Men or is that 20th? 20th century Fox is X-Men. And Sony is, they have a, a Black Cat and it's a, uh, two female characters I think they're going to make a film with. They're making a, a Venom, a Venom movie, yeah, and maybe a trilogy of it. You know, I mean, they're they, yeah, they're they're now they're really banking on it. Now that they have this deal with Marvel, right? Now they're really going to pull out all these Spider-Man these characters, secondary, you know, secondary characters, characters that they, they have rights to, and they're going to like. Honestly, yeah. I'm not that excited about these secondary characters getting their own. You know, but again, movies. if it's a good movie, fine. But they won't probably be good movies. It the could, odds are good. But it they could won't be, be another Catwoman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could anything ever? <laughs> they'll screw another cat. So they'll screw the pooch again, and they'll yeah, lose Zeus. money, and then they'll they'll sell them back to Disney. I mean, uh, yeah, Disney. But right. and Disney already is planning there to end this group after ten years and start a new group. Well, it, they they do it in phases. Yeah, like you said, like yeah, we're phase in phase three. Is we're in phase up. three yeah. is wrapping up. Then we'll start phase four. After Infinity and we will have the right. Star Wars mm-hmm. phase uh, that's going on. Right. So, like I said, I'm in I'm in uh, like a pig in mud. It's yeah. I've never I don't have to grow up. Mm-hmm. I am reliving my childhood better than ever with television downloads. The action is not as good as it could be, but there's room for improvement. But they, it is improving. It's a vast. I mean, if you had heard last year's Invisible uh, podcast, there was a sense of, you know, all right, this is pretty much it. We're pretty much done. It's, on, it's, going, <laughs> yeah. it's going on a downward slope. At the moment, the hope, uh, hope. things now, are so bright, I've well, well, got to wear shades. Well, let's go, nice. uh, let's go into specifics for, yeah. like, you said Force Awakens was a great kung fu movie. Yeah. Uh, if you remember at the end, there's a mm-hmm. moment when uh, the villain is using all his power. Before Jedi Island. Yeah, on the heroine. Uh, the the not the heroine he's not shooting up heroin on our female lead Ray <laughs> and you'll notice that nothing he can do can break her strength and if you look at her face she's totally calm she's totally serene she's using her chi she's not using her anger or muscles mm-hmm. and he can't break it it's Light only dark side yeah it's only when it's only when well of course the reality ever seen a yin yang sign is yin yang light or dark it's not it's both right that's the key and I hope again in this the new movie. Uh, the Last Jedi, they realize that as well. It's not one or the other; it's both. That's where you get the power. I and saw I saw a great uh, Comic Con T-shirt. It said, "If you kill Luke, we're rioting." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Hamill doesn't want to die. Yeah, and, sir, and, and, and neither, neither neither did Carrie Fisher actually, Princess Leia. But anyway, yeah. the, now her the, her footage was all shot. She yeah, will be in the next, but film. not for the next, but not for third, the next, not one. not for not for nine. But yeah, the. Uh, it's it's we've got we've got the promise of great entertainment uh, coming up and great action and I'm hoping again they show that but anyway in the Force Awakens she can't be moved she the only time she fails and loses the fight is when she gets angry again mm-hmm. the moment she gets angry again all her power leaves her right and that's in the movie and they can get away with it because it's Force but it's also in Spider Man it's also in Wonder Woman it's also in Doctor Strange it's also in Moana. It's in a way, it's in Zootopia too. Well, let me ask you this question: In that movie, Force Awakens, why was Adam Driver punching his wound? There's a really good reason for that. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up yeah, because I was curious. There's about something that. about evil. 
Mm-hmm. Evil, all, in Kung Fu, we're always told that if somebody starts a fight, there's something wrong with them. If you start a fight, there's something wrong with you. Anyone who wants to hurt you is actually trying to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're directing, they're taking their self-loathing and they're projecting it onto you. And in Kung Fu, again, both Kung Fu Panda 1 and 3 both said this pretty much directly outward. If a person insists upon trying to hurt themselves by trying to hurt you as a Kung Fu student, you'll help. And that's what Dr. Strange does so brilliantly. The way he realizes to get out of this is he goes and gives the villain what he wants. And as he says at the end, because villains always discover this, you won't like it. Because villains always fixate on the negative because they're self-loathing. And so when he started hitting himself, mm-hmm. that's, that's his psychology in a nutshell. All, any, it's so easy. When I was a kid and people would bully me, and they would say, Rick, you're fat, my reply was always, you're stupid. And it was so funny that it didn't make them angry, it made them upset and sad. Because in order to be a bully, you have to be stupid. You choose to be a bully or a villain, you have to be stupid. Because if you, if you were smart, you wouldn't choose that path. It doesn't make sense to continue to punish yourself. I'm also, as you know, Santa Claus. And, yes. and I always tell, I tell kids, you know, when you do something naughty, a certain energy comes off of you, which is true. When you do something nice, no, another cl- energy let comes me, let off. Let me of clarify you. for our listeners: when okay. Rick says "I'm Santa Claus," I'm Santa Claus. He actually does dress up as Santa. I don't dress. <laughs> I don't dress up as Santa. <laughs> I have. You I have a Santa, Santa suit. You have a Santa suit. I don't dress up. You don't dress up. Rick Kids is expect Santa. It. Kids and, expect uh, it. And I want to give Rick credit for this. He goes to hospitals. He talks Ch- children's to children. Hospitals, yeah. And uh, it's one of the great Perfect. things that he does every year. Oh, that sucks. But anyway, the. <laughs> But the point is... Again, Accept the compliment, Ray. Yes. No, can't do it. Sorry. Yes, you can. How, 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 how good is the kung fu if you don't accept the compliment, Rick? I got, Graham, shh. I accepted the compliment. And then I put the energy back out as, Pshaw. Oh, Pshaw, I'm nothing. Come on, you're the great ones. Not me. But, but the point is, energy comes off of you, which is true, when you do something bad. Energy comes off of you when you do something good. And also, it's just like a kid. I love social workers who say, oh, they can't help themselves. These killers, they just can't help themselves. And it's like, can you help yourself? And also, watch a child. They knock over the lamp. Who broke the lamp? Monster did it. I didn't do it. Not that child isn't sociopathic yet. But at the same time, it's a natural inclination. But what else does a child feel? Guilt. You do something bad, you damn well know you did something bad, and you feel bad about it. But it also gives you... No, even when you're a sociopath. You get a rush. You get a rush of power. I mean, I found out, you know, I had an abusive mother, and I found out later that she was horribly abused, far more than I was. She, what she did for me was actually a championship, but I wasn't aware of that. But she was... So people who abuse, it's a cycle of abuse that needs to be broken by rejecting the abuse. Hurt people hurt people. Yes. Right. And the idea is to reject it. Because there's some people, as you know, in the family who reject that teaching. Other people accept it and continue it. Uh, we're getting way off the field here, but that's okay. It's still Kung Fu. <laughs> you know, people well enjoy tangents on the show. Yeah. So, in any case... <laughs> Not the so first one. No, these, it isn't. These movies, these movies encapsulate, the Marvel movies encapsulate a good superhero movie, a good action movie. Uh, also, good action movie is excellent for getting your aggression out in a safe way. That's one of the reasons I love action movies, because, again, I grew up in a very abusive situation. So I love, I love heroes. I don't love villains. I'm not interested in the villains. 
I'm, I'm interested in the heroes. And people are saying, oh, the villain is always more interesting. No, the villain is more easy to do, to do a really accurate... If you've known any heroes in life, and I think, Graham, you probably have met a lot of great heroes on your trips uh, to do the troops, it's not easy to be a hero because you, you take good to an extreme, it becomes evil. Well, now, for like a cinematic um, perspective, as far as a villain goes, the most effective villains are always the ones that seem to have um, a, an element of sympathy to them. Where you can believability, you know, believability I call it. or conflict, or, or conflict, yeah. where like like someone you know is twirling a mustache and right. putting a woman on a train. That's you know yeah, that's, classic villain. But if there's yeah. something where oh, this is why this person is this way. This is what they're trying to achieve. And there's a hint of like mm, I can kind of see his point. Those are the more interesting. A lot villains. of people were complaining about Marvel's superhero villains in the movies. Mm-hmm. They're always saying the villains are weak. I think one of the strongest ones, and that's because I said yes. That's because the hero, they're hero based. The hero is the awesome one, so the villain always... Because ultimately, when you examine any villain's motive, it is so selfish and stupid that it really doesn't hold up under the light of observation. But who's the best, I think, the best villain in Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe history? Michael Keaton in Spider-Man. Oh, he was really. There it's was so, some scenes. It's, was great. it's so great because that's and that's those. Because uh, you felt some empathy. Exactly. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. what Chris is saying. Oh, oh, phone hey. call. Oh, it's Eric Jacobus. Oh, Eric Jacobus right, phoning. Oh, it's too, oh, it's too late. All right, oh. um, I'll call him back. <laughs> but anyway, but no, the, yeah. but his character was so motivated by. I gotta feed my family. Yeah. Like you took my contract away. Yeah. Real life right. issues. For you know yeah. the yeah. scene in the Tony car. Tony Stark did it. The scene yeah. in the car on the way to the prom. When, yeah. when he realizes, spoiler alert, the vulture realizes who Spider-Man is. Amazing performance. But my favorite performance, uh, super spoiler alert, was in the after credit sequence when he confronts the other villain. He's in jail, the vulture's in jail, and he confronts the other villain and doesn't give Spider-Man up. Yeah, And that's the scorpion, by the way, as you know. That's the, yes, that's yeah. the scorpion. Amazing performance by Michael Keaton in that sequence. You watch, the man has a code. He has a code which he doesn't break, a code of honor, a code of life. He was His motivations were believable. Yeah. And I thought, I just love, and also, again, Baby Driver versus Spider-Man. Spider-Man has one of the most awesome endings ever. It just uh, was uh, elation yeah. when that happened. Yeah. And Baby Driver has this soft ending, has this dreamlike ending that is not credible in any way with the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. And you have a soft ending, you have a soft movie because it eventually takes over your memory. I think of the movie. we all agree on Baby Driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, rem- I loved, I loved your uh, spoiler episode. Yeah. And I'm sitting in my car going, "That's right." Yeah. Well, that but I blame it entirely on the ending. Mm-hmm. While Spider Man, it's like, although Spider Man was great throughout, mm-hmm. but that ending, even if it had not been great throughout, it was like that ending. Was, yeah. You know, what the? It was fun. It was sure. brilliant. I thought. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. As we start to wrap this episode up, Rick, what are yeah. you what are you most looking forward to in the in the in the martial arts action space? In the action space, the martial art movies, or what do you? The uh, I know what's coming up. Uh, one another preview we're showing tonight, which I haven't even revealed to anybody, is there's a movie coming out from Well Go USA called Wolf Warrior Two by Wu Jing, who's one of my favorite. He's He went to the same Kung Fu school as Jet Li. Please say Kung Fu Werewolves. <laughs> I will say it, but that's all I do. Surfing Kung Fu Nazis. Oh, no. yes. I'm, not, I'm not looking forward Surf to another Nazis Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles either. <laughs> I am looking forward to, of course, uh, Last Jedi, 
yeah. Uh, yes. I'm looking forward to Thor Ragnarok. Uh, yes. Uh, Disney I trust. I am super looking forward to uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Mm, I and, forgot that was coming. And The Incredibles 2. Yeah, me too. Uh, Loved Incredibles. Incredibles. Yeah. And we've got, you know, <laughs> what's happening What's happening now in Chinese cinema is they're taking their great character and they're making them young and angry. And they're casting an actor named Eddie Peng. So he created the, the, ang- the young, angry Wong Fei Hong and he just did the young, angry... Um, uh, Monkey King uh, in a movie called Wukong. So I'm looking forward to the young, angry Buddha. I'm looking forward <laughs> to the, the young, angry old Mr. Q, Master Q, which is one of the most famous comic uh, characters in Chinese history. Uh, I'm looking forward to everything Marvel does except the TV. I am not looking forward to the Defenders. Uh, Iron Fist, uh, you could imagine I love that show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I, no, I, any of us I don't know show. anyone who uh, found it watchable. Yeah, I don't think I know who liked it. What's fascinating, too, is like, how could you get everything else so right and that so wrong? And as a progression, like the show actually got worse as it progressed. Yeah, I mean, I find all of the Netflix Marvel shows are six episode stories in 13 episode packages. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Jessica I, I Jones. See that argument. At the Jessica Jones at the end, they literally for the literally for the last three episodes, she wanders around, and when they have to fill up another half of an episode, they hit her with a truck. Right. <laughs> and it's like, and what does she do at the end? The thing she should have done in the third episode, except mm-hmm. a lot of other innocent people got hurt because she delayed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and and Luke Cage started awesome and then became a, a huge circle jerk. I liked Luke Cage. I like it too, but I didn't love it. Six episodes were real good. The last six episodes yeah, I, were spinning wheels. I, I have definitely enjoyed the uh, the Marvel shows, with the exception of Iron Fist. I think we can all agree that Iron Fist was awful. Yeah, it was a shame. It was a yeah. shame. And that was one I was looking forward to uh, a lot because I think, oh, there's so much you could do with this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've done nothing with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, normally I would do this because I, you know, I'm kissing ass. But it's actually true. I'm looking forward to everything Disney does. I'm looking forward to everything WellGo USA does. Because they don't, they don't take every Chinese movie. They only take the really super cool, right. amazing ones. And I also love the way the Chinese directors are now finding their footing and finding a way to navigate this, extreme, this gauntlet of razor blades that mm-hmm. they're, they're living in in order to make their own movies. Well, that's good to hear. All right. Yeah. And I wish you were all here at the uh, Comic Con uh, Kung Fu Extravaganza. I hope. That well, just the fact that you're listening to this episode means we didn't screw it up. So win. Let's. So are you going to keep doing it? <laughs> this is your twentieth year. Well, I'm going to look over at the representative from Wellgo I have over here in the uh, the lounge chair uh, <laughs> who came in at the last second. It is up to not even up to you, really, uh, Wellgo USA. I won't I won't call you out and name you so you can get <laughs> stuff. But We're just corporate. It's time. up to yeah. it's up to what the stuff you want to buy. If they keep on making these great films and you're willing to step up the way you stepped up this year, I will do whatever you tell me to. I mean, um, my beard is at your disposal. <laughs> so, so this may not be the last year. May not be the last year. Yes. Oh. It's up. It's up to the creative world. It's up to the fates. If they keep on making good action movie, I will keep sharing my love of them with you. So there you go, universe. Up to you. You heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Welco USA. And Welco yes, USA. Well, well, they're the universe. <laughs> okay. Actionfilmautopsy.com, WellgoUSA.com. And uh, you have any other books or anything coming out, Rick? Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 
They say you can't go home again. Whoever said that is so wrong. It is, I am back to, when I started my career, I could sell a book over a lunch. I can do it again. I now am working on two continuing book series, one, none under my own name, and I finished two other books earlier this year. Uh, I have a series of action horror uh, uh, books. Two are finished. They're coming out later this year. I just finished an international thriller. I am now proposing a fantasy epic and a horror. Uh, what, are, what are five books? That's not a tetralogy, is it? It's a quadology. What is, what is Deckology. five Deckology. Something like that. Pentology. Quintology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five. But I have not stopped Four writing. Squad. I have not stopped writing books for three years. We'll call now. it a pentagology. Yeah. So check <laughs> check actionfilmautopsy.com and rickmyers.com for when they are released. So these are all fiction books you're writing? They're all novels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, That's great. The first one's called Arachnosaur. Mm-hmm. The second one's called Blood Demons. And I love Blood Demons. Don't we all? Oh my Those God! Those are both titles I'm, I'm like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested. <laughs> Blood Demons is about what created the legend of the vampire, mm-hmm. which turns out to be like 600 legends, mm-hmm. but there was one at the very beginning, and that's who we're dealing with here. Well, check out. So uh, now, what are the releases on these? Don't know. No, you know, still working on. Them. Don't know. Okay, but the, what, are the, what are the books you have out right now? Oh gosh, uh, you can still get uh, Films of Fury, the Kung Fu a movie yes. book. You can still get uh, for one week only the World of Exploitation films. Mm-hmm. There's a crapload of other books out that I can't mention. I suppose I can mention because I'm mentioned in it. I'm uh, the new William Shatner science fiction novel Zero G. Nice. I worked on that, and he acknowledges me at the end of the book. Oh, cool. cool. And I loved doing it. And I took care of all the Chinese stuff, Mm -hmm. because there's a Chinese space station. Oh, cool. And uh, and it it was awesome to work with him and his co-author, Jeff Robin. And and it's a pretty awesome book. Shatner says it's the best novel he's ever written, and I can't help it. Better than Tech Wars? That was Ron Goulart. Who is the uh, co-writer, mm-hmm. uh, and th- that was pretty good. But Zero G is like the 2001 to uh, Tech War. Got uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a big difference. Yeah, it's <laughs> different. So anyway, yeah. Well, that sounds good. So check out all of, of uh, Rick's comings and goings. Yeah. And, and uh, Universe, if uh, you and Well go get your uh, act together, there'll be another one of these. Yeah. Even better. So get mm-hmm. your get your uh, 2018. San Diego Comic Con tickets now because <laughs> you won't be able to get them tomorrow <laughs> they'll all be sold out tomorrow or become really good friends with me mm. and like everybody in this room I'll get you a free badge <laughs> no I won't I will not do that well thank you Rick Myers thank you Neil T. Weekly oh thank you thank you to all the thank good Rick. fine people at San Diego Comic Con and at Wellgo USA and at Wellgo USA mm-hmm. and uh, my name's Graham Elway and I'm Chris Mancini and as always remember Han shot first. Greedo, put down that gun!